Welcome, Welcome to, to Get, Get Your, your Ish together. together. I'm your girl, Dr. Rowe. And I'm your girl, Anna. And together, we make your favorite sister hosts. Today, we are jumping right into our ish. And it is loneliness. Loneliness comes in various different forms. And today, we're diving into the two that most people get confused. And we're going to try to give our version of simplifying it yeah i think we should definitely uh it's worth looking into what is loneliness versus being alone like i know that there's a lot of chatter out there about it but we're gonna give you like you said our version of to me what loneliness looks like and to me what i've come to respect and value about being alone so we're gonna jump into definitions um, I took the liberty of Googling um, alone in loneliness and Google said loneliness, you actually feel forsaken where you have no friends and no company and alone. I really like this one was on one's own. So like when I think about the differences is um, one of them is saying that you have a lack of something. And the other one is saying you're in a place or in a state of being. You're on your own. And I think that's that's worth like mentioning. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with both of the textbook definitions. But I found like several times in my life alone where I felt alone. And not necessarily meaning that I'm just lonely like missing someone's company but just alone and like I'm dealing with my own stuff and I don't necessarily want to involve a lot of different people so I'm going to be alone and give myself this time to sometimes heal sometimes just process the different things that's been going on or that was currently going on in my life or whatever and you just have to be alone so sometimes you just have to press stop pause And be like, okay, I'm okay with being alone in this season so I can get to my next season and be okay and not necessarily feel so much of the loneliness piece. Yeah, I I think a lot of people think that they're one and the same. And the reality of it is, is that you can be around a lot of people and still have a feeling of loneliness while you can be alone and have a feeling of wholeness within yourself with no one being around so yeah i think like when you look at it from that point of view it's connecting with self first and then being able to identify others that connect with you so you can have that relationship component so you don't feel forsaken and when you're in the presence of other people you have company and that's that that ability to um create a space where mutual respect and understanding and communication is taking place so i think when you get there that's a that's a very interesting um stance on both of them exactly so have you ever been to or been in a spot where you felt like alone oh yes um wow absolutely in my last leg of my college pursuit I definitely feel alone pertaining to, um, for instance, we had to come up with our capstone and they gave us a list of places, but I didn't want to have a traditional route 
for that experience. So I had to stand alone and present my ideal of what I wanted that space to look like for me. And that's how I ended up being at the St. Louis airport as an intern. Um, I, I needed to stand on my own mm-hmm. to progress the way I needed that to look for me. Yeah. And then um, loneliness, yes, in a, in a way of being a non-traditional student connecting with traditional students i'm coming with 36 years of life trying to relate to someone that has 21 years of life uh 18 years of life and not having the the depth of just tragedy um joy laughter and the richness of those experiences so what looks like a, a challenge to you is something that I can negotiate around easily. And I think it's only because I've had those various life experiences. Mm -hmm. So in that, relating to someone else, um, I'm in a group of people that, quote unquote, are my peers because of the college setting. But I am lonely because the depth of of personal experience I have um, been allowed in my life. Right. And I think that a lot of people fear that loneliness because, you know, how society has it nowadays where everybody feels like they have to be connected to something or I have to have a boyfriend or I have to have a girlfriend because you don't want to ever experience that feeling of being alone, alone and feeling like you're lonely. So sometimes people rush into relationships or they stay in relationships because they're afraid of letting that part go to uh, experience that loneliness. So do you have any types of uh, advice for those people that may be stuck in and just afraid of being alone? I think like first you have to get to that place where you understand being standing alone within yourself. You can become what Wendy Williams said. uh, She had to learn to be her own best friend. And that was I had to learn to be comfortable with what I was thinking, how I was feeling, and my principles, beliefs, and values within myself. So I did not have to compromise my person to be relatable to someone else because I think that creates the space for loneliness because you're not being your authentic self to relate to someone else's authentic self. And that's when you get the disconnect within yourself. And if you're disconnected within yourself, then you automatically will have a disconnect with others. Mm -hmm. So the state of being alone, I think, might be the healthiest place to begin with um, developing and cultivating the, the who you are, what you believe, and where you're going, and your values and your belief systems. And once you have that, then you feel like it's solid. Then you can start to look to add somebody else into your situation or your equation. Because now you're healthy enough to approach a new relationship or approach um, a different scenario. You're welcoming, more welcoming to, you know, healthier situations to come in. Yeah, like I would honestly say, like my time in college was me dating myself, was me saying like when uh, the opposite sex did come to me, 
what are you doing? I'm busy right now. I'm developing a relationship within myself. I'm standing alone. So I had to stop looking at outside sources to validate me Mm. or to help me define what happiness looks like for me. Like I'm happy when I go on a walk in nature. Mm -hmm. That's my jam. And so I, I like if someone came along and be like, let's do something outside of the things that I know cultivate peace cultivate the sense of belonging within myself i can say i'm willing to give this a try but by default since i know what that is for me i can go experience that but then i can go back to my baseline and say that was a unique experience with that person but this is what recharges my battery so even if i'm not getting it with having that unique experience within the group or within a different uh, person i can come back to myself and say i can go alone and get what i need to be healthy whole and sound and then have the ability to put myself in a new territory and venture and explore what that looks like yeah so it's okay to be happy and be alone so basically um just taking that concept that being alone does not equal unhappiness being alone and taking care of yourself and putting yourself first can equal happiness and it eventually will lead to happiness because now you're prioritizing what really needs to be priorities in your life and if you make yourself a priority now you're finding out what makes you happy for you and you're able to move forward and then turn around and make others happy because they're happier to be around you your spirits your personality everything is like boosted once you realize who you you are and you can move forward yeah like I remember someone asking me uh if I were to take you on a date where would you like to go and I literally didn't know how to answer that and they were like how in the world can I add to something you have no clue yeah and I and that that made me take a hard pause and look at like I should know these things yeah as a person as a woman um I should know I love reading books mm. and it's it's funny because uh, when we take our assessments in college, you take a lot of personal assessments and uh, throughout this four year journey, I always identify as being an introvert. But if you don't know that part about me, you would automatically assume that I'm an extrovert um, and I'm not. The reason why I could be so outgoing is because I know what recharges me. I know I love to read. I know I like to sit in silence. I know I love to be one with nature. I know I need to pray. I know I need to fast. I know I need to do these things. And when I get off of my A game, um, I, I can just see the difference in how I relate to everyone else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going back to because I want to be um outgoing and i want to feed the people i need to have a sacred space to where i am being felt or or i am being fed whether it be spiritually whether it be mentally whether it be um i'm feeding my peace i'm feeding my joy i need those things so i can give it out again good measure pressed down and running together running over so i think that that's that's one of those things that you have to know like what what charges you Mm -hmm. and then what recharges you yeah so you can be able to um be at your best capacity because sometimes it's a lot of people that's walking around at low capacity meaning that they've given so much to everybody else that they don't have anything else to give for themselves to pour into yourself so that brings me to another um point friends 
Like, how many of us have them? Y'all know that song. Friends. So, yeah, friends. The ones that you're supposed to be able to depend on, but you may have a, a certain core group of friends and still feel alone. I've been I've been blessed beyond measure. Like, in, in my personal life, I've been given amazing cousins and friends that have been a part of my life to understand my unique ability to uh, express myself and be myself and then have them come in and say like you you did that you did that but let's look at the aftermath that because you didn't think that through or because you were very being very selfish or very prideful what did that cause you in the end and um I think like having cousins that are wiser and more mature than you, having two best friends that were blessed be- wisdom beyond the years helped me to realize like um, my tragic flaw. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm very aware of my tragic flaw. And so it's just like, okay, because you know this is your innate tendency to do X and there have been so many voices that have stood the test of time to say you have to consider y and z and a and b before you just jump into x because every time you jump into x whatever that may be for you gets you in a whirlwind of trouble that's not you and we can understand your thought process we just disagree with the way you carried out your behaviors to get to that point yes yeah and so it's just like that's why i i had to start going back to the being alone so i could start hashing out what am i responsible for and what do i bring to the table and what i need to uh eliminate upgrade and change so when you get me you get a refined version of who i am and the logic that I have because I have read, because I have listened, because I have processed. And now I see X, Y, Z, A, B, C, whatever those value, those variables are to say, okay, I can make a pivot. I can articulate myself in a meaningful way and know that I spoke in truth and I spoke in love and I can leave you alone because I did those things for me mm-hmm. and walk away from you because this isn't good for us. Yeah. So I think it's definitely important to have uh, good friends, good people that's in your space. Um, so in moments in dark times when you do feel alone or that loneliness does uh, tend to creep up, you have a good source of people that are surrounding you that you can call on and that you can rely on because to be honest, there are going to be points in your life where you will, you know, come into a dark spot or come into a lonely situation where you have people that you know love and care about you and would do anything for, but you still feel alone where you don't feel like talking to maybe those people that you know love and care about you, but you still have to be able to get through it and um, still have that reliable source where you can feel comfortable talking to one of those 
good people. You may not open up to everybody, but you at least need to have one good friend in your corner where you can say, I'm at my lowest of lows, you know, I'm, yes. I'm rock bottom. This is where I'm at. And they, you can talk to them and they will not judge you. They won't hold it over your head. They're just there for that encouragement piece, that uplifting piece that you may need during that time of loneliness or during that time where you're working on yourself and you're alone. They can offer that encouragement for you to keep going. Yeah, and I also think like you should encourage yourself um not not to give way to the power of the people that you strategically place in your life. Um it's been said and it's, I I feel like it's worth saying again, you are the lump sum of the five people that you hold closest to you. So, um friend up and that would be make sure the people that are in your personal circle, they are smarter than you in some aspects of um, their life so you can grow. But then make sure you're able to sit at the table and add value to their life. Like that's a mutual beneficial relationship. And that would bring me to what I would call a successful friendship mm-hmm. because you can have like friends and people use that term very loosely nowadays but really assess like who are your friends like i'm just now getting in the position where i can stop grasping at strangers and putting them into the role of a friend and saying no you have to qualify Mm -hmm. you have to prove yourself and not in the in the I'm better than you, but I'm protecting something that I that I've worked extremely hard to change, develop and establish that I am a person that have these set of qualities. And I want to ensure that when you come to the table, you're not um, tainting the Kool-Aid with something that I don't want in there. And then I'm passing the tainted Kool-Aid to the people that I hold dearest to my heart. So I think that 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 comes with like that being able to have boundaries. And that's a book that I believe everyone should go and get. Um, What's the book called? Boundaries. Okay. Yes. um, Look it up. Google it. It's been out there for quite some time. But Boundaries is a very necessary book for you to be able to um, identify what role should someone play in my life and what expectations in that role should I take on and I should um, have that with with someone else. Right. And uh, Daring Greatly, that's another book just for you to understand, like being vulnerable, the, the price and the sacrifice of being vulnerable with people in your circle and the the benefit of having that vulnerable conversation of saying I'm at my lowest point I am lonely can you come and sit with me so we can hash out my pain my trigger yeah my my uh sorrow my disappointment my shame Mm -hmm. and you have that safe space in order to do that so I definitely support those two books that Anna mentioned again uh the first one was boundaries and what was the second one um daring greatly daring greatly so um definitely we're gonna add that to our book list for you guys and we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in today as we're discussing our first part of our loneliness uh series here um we'll be back next week with another 
another amazing uh, episode um, featuring more on our episode on loneliness and being alone. So make sure you guys are tuning in. Make sure you all go ahead and uh, drop a like on our Facebook page. Get your ish together and go ahead and um, follow us on Instagram at Get Your Ish Together as well. And we look forward to getting into your ish next week. This your girl, Dr. Rowe. This is your girl, Anna. And we are out. Like that one? Mm-hmm.